review. It didn't taste like grapefruit. Everybody's dead, we're burning up. I don't know, the door is locked though, and it's making me nervous. I can't <laughs> read, how can I write? Yeah, you're straight fucked, but... We can, we're still cutting off. Not a single second of <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point your hand gets tired when you're writing. I'm oh, sure just you fucking wait, Asa. <laughs> it was me. I killed your dreams. What do you want from me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out the part where it's the Asa with the chair, too. You probably... failed English! Oh man, this is wildly irrelevant. Let's get this. Yeah, yeah, let me, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it turns out that uh, the only exciting thing that happened to any of us this week was maybe that we pooped. I haven't pooped in a week. <laughs> So Hi nothing. Everybody. So Caleb's got nothing. Welcome to Books with so Bastards. I have no joy in my life. You bastards. Hi everybody. Welcome to Books with Bastards. Oh, joining us as always is our first and foremost bastard, Mallory. Hello. Your technical bastard, Zach. That was me. Our ever-present drinking buddy, Caleb. Hey. And our uh, drunker present buddy, Asa, I'm still working on a title for you. Drunker present? I gotta stop workshopping your <laughs> new title mid-episode. Huh. All right. Well, yeah, I'm here. And excited to listen to, to hear about this book. Today we are talking about uh, Hollow Kingdom by Kira Jane Buxton. And uh, I liked it. It... Um, I realized pretty quickly early on that this was going to be one of those books that was a rough one for Mallory. Yeah, it was a good book. It had funny dialogue and... Oh, yeah, the writing was very entertaining. But the story overall was just fairly depressing. Yeah, it was, um, it was filled with a fair number of bummers, especially if you uh, really like animals. So, I yeah, guess... Yeah, bummer warning. Yeah, if, if you animals love animals, this, this one's... It's gonna might get a little rough once in a while. Like the crow on the cover? No. Oh. I mean, crows die. There's a dog on the bottom, it looks Not like. Not the too. one on the cover. No. Dog on the bottom? That's just Seattle on the bottom. Uh, yeah. You guys have maybe It does take cops. place in Seattle. Yep, this whole book takes place in Seattle books. or the surrounding areas. I think Bellevue, Renton, Bothell. Hardcover. Uh, Linwood all get mentioned. <laughs> Though it does occasionally jump around the planet. Yeah, Antarctica. Yeah, uh, there's one in India, one in, uh, I think, Pakistan, maybe? Mm-hmm. Something like that. It, maybe I'm, maybe not Pakistan. It, the, wherever the camel's from. <laughs> okay, yeah. Egypt? Somewhere I, in the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> the desert. That's just usually my go-to for, uh, for a camel. Oh, hey. My food's here. Are you kidding me? I don't even want for me. Do better. <laughs> So, before we jump into this great book, according to Mallory, uh, let's I liked it. jump into Drink Corner. <laughs> Mallory, what do you got tonight? Just rosé again. I've really been slacking on my my themed drinks, so I apologize. I have noticed, but uh, I'll let it slip. <laughs> I am a... Uh, well, we're well aware, Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> We've caught on. 
Uh, Zach, what do you got going on? You haven't tried to serve me dish soap in weeks. How dare you? <laughs> I know you uh, love it. Yeah. I am also slacking. I have uh, my regular Anderson Valley briny melon go say, say regular. I've had it once before for the Halloween episode, which I guess for anyone listening will be seven weeks ago. So, you know, it's not a regular. It's this technique. Yep. Yep. Get me out of here. Pull me out of this nose dive, Caleb. Hey, so what are you drinking? I don't know. That was a lot, Zach. Um, so <laughs> I've got uh, kind of the usual, except instead of my usual Pinot Gris made by Bernard Griffin, I have a Pinot Grigio that came from uh, Menarca Winery. And hey, so please tell me the difference between a... What yeah, what's the difference? What's the difference? This one is just a little bit more sweet and not quite as tart is as that the other. standard for the Pinot versus Pinot Grigio, whatever? From what I've seen, yes. That's right, which one's better? Uh, make a controversial stance. Oh, man. They're both good. They're both good, but I think I do prefer the Pinot Gris. That or a Bud Light? Yeah. yeah. Rank them. Which oh, one's wait, better? What? Both of those are a Bud Light. Well, it depends on the circumstance. No, this circumstance right now. A strange set of circumstances. (laughs) This is better for what we're doing right now. And on uh, standby here, I have... (laughs) I will be switching to beer. (laughs) Not a Bud Light, though. Uh, My old trusty uh, red, white, and hazy from No Lie Brewery. All right. Quite good. Quite good. I myself just have my Smirnoff Ice, the pineapple, really just working through these flavors as they come. Yep, he has exactly one a week, so we'll uh, we'll get him a new case sometime in January. How Perfect. many flavors <laughs> are there in the one? Did you get one case of one flavor? I didn't get the case, and I think there's three flavors. Uh, I think I got him a 12 or 24 pack. I feel like you always have pineapple. No, it was mango to begin with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mango. Yeah, now we're on a pineapple. Is that one better? I do like it more. Hmm. Good, good. We're a cultured bunch of people here. Uh, you know it. All right, Mallory, you want to you wanna kick us off? I'm going to try my best. This book traumatized me just a little bit, but that's okay. So, Hollow Kingdom by Kira Jane Buxton. As we said already, it takes place in Seattle. And it's told through um, pretty much, I would say 97% of it is told through the eyes of a domesticated crow named Shit Turd, or ST for short. All right, all right. Honestly, pretty good character. I never really didn't like him. Cool guy. Uh, Has a bit of an identity crisis going on. Cool bird. He is a cool bird. Yeah, he's been raised since birth by a human. Big Jim raised him. So, and Big Jim always referred to other people as mofos. So, that's what Shit Turd... He, he doesn't say people or humans. He says mofos. Yeah, anytime we reference mofos, he is referencing people or um, whatever happened to them. And he wishes he was a mofo. He thinks that it's like... Oh, my gosh. God I can't believe that you. just happened. I'm so sorry. Oh my that was rude. You should be ashamed of yourself. That was wicked rude. <laughs> he thinks that mofos are just the cleverest, smartest beings on the planet. They're so lucky because they have opposable thumbs. They've got these two legs they can walk around on. They can talk. <laughs> he just really admires them and kind of 
fancies himself part mofo. He doesn't really identify with his crow side. Talk shit about most of the other murders of crows. Yeah, that are in almost the any area. animal really catches a bit of his ire. He's got it. He's got it out for penguins. Oh yeah, and does not pigeons care for penguins and seagulls. And also, squirrels apparently are just sexual deviants. Like, oh yeah, constantly yeah. So, fucking masturbating. Like they're just gross. With one exception, almost every animal in this book can communicate. At least audibly with uh, ST. Uh, there's really only one animal that doesn't talk. Does Mofo stand for something, or is that just a funky name? You've never heard that. What? what? Oh, it's short for I was just kidding. I knew, I knew that. <laughs> I can't see his face. I don't know. What <laughs> that was so quick, Zach. <laughs> I, I literally. It's, it's just the pillow we use to keep my voice from overpowering this podcast. Oh, that was funny. I'm sorry. Okay, Anyways. So, <laughs> this is the narrator of our story for the mm. most part is Shit Turd. And I'm just going to call him Shit Turd. I'm not going to shorten it to ST. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's his name. He <laughs> so, even openly points that out to people. He's proud of his name. He has no shame in it. I, he obviously does not understand a lot of, like, like what Big Jim would say in front of him. He just takes it at face value. Oh, yeah. No, no, Big Jim is his reference for the world, and Big Jim is a big kind of lazy drunk. He's a little... Uh, Sounds like he's like... You don't mess around with I think he's a little bit of like a... Borderline redneck for somehow it living sounds, in northern Seattle. Yeah, it sounds like he is a redneck. He's an electrician, <laughs> but yeah, I you definitely get a redneck vibe from him for sure. He goes on a lot of Tinder dates. Yeah, he goes to the shooting range. At one point they referenced that his buddies from the shooting range came by to pick him up, but we'll touch on that later. And they were like going to start the revolution. Yes, yeah. yeah, but also they felt that he was too sad about a girl who had the, the wrong color skin. Who was the skin. wrong colors, yeah. So kind of you're like, oh. His friends maybe were not good people. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. He didn't go with them if it's any consolation. He owned a lot of firearms I that guess. he had special names for. So he did. He specifically named his rifle Sigourney Weaver. Yes. But so this is just kind of this is Big Jim, but was very good to his crow shit turd and his dog Dennis, who yeah, was a bloodhound. So they both adored him. Obviously, they're animals. I mean, you're not looking at it from that perspective, but this is just what the reader is gleaning from it. So Shit Turd is telling this story about how kind of he's ended up in the position he's in now, which is one day. They were at home, and Big Jim's eyeball falls out of his head. And he had been acting a little bit off for a while, kind of started with forgetting appointments, forgetting his keys here and there, felt like he couldn't get his words out right, and then just kind of started to lose it. And eventually, he's just kind of standing in one room, like, running his, like, finger back and forth forth across the wall until it's just like a nubbin. And then his eye falls out. He kind of starts to take on a different sickly Yeah, he's got a bit of a pallor about him. No talking, like not paying attention to the animals at all. There's no cleaning going on. No, he's not showering. The dog Dennis almost eats the eyeball. Yep, he's not uh, feeding the dog. SD has to hide it in the cookie jar. Yes, he does hide it in the cookie jar. Um, So after the eyeball falls out, he just continues his like weird. Yep. Yeah. Like, no, like that didn't happen. So, at first, 
They kind of hang out around the house for a little bit. They go outside. They can hear like explosions and stuff going on. So they're like, "We better yeah, stay screams close to out home. all the distance." They're like, "Yep, stay in the yard." And they, um, he can hear communication through like other birds and the trees and like creatures above ground that they call aura. How much money did Big Jim actually have to have to have a yard in the Seattle area? Well. I mean, he's an electrician, so he might make a decent amount of money depending on where yeah, he true. worked and depending on if he lived there for a long time and bought a house there oh, got it. Got 20 it years ago yeah. or yeah, something, then it would have been much more affordable. Sorry, that so. thought just dawned on me. I know, he lives in a so nice expensive. neighborhood, too. Yeah, I've never Ravenna. heard of Ravenna. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. cute. Got in on the ground nice. floor nice. <laughs> and remained there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it sounded pretty nice, but, I mean, there's... But yeah, they had a yard big enough that like you couldn't see out of it, uh, it obviously except for uh, St. Who would just fly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So what they're hearing through Aura is kind of not a great thing. So they're like, we're just gonna hang out at home for now. If well, we describe then... what Aura is, I yes, she just did. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, got, I, I believe got, it was I got caught up and in birds property values above ground. <laughs> so. Uh, at one point, so Big Jim is, you know, he's just getting worse and worse. His finger is, like, just a little bleeding nub. Uh, Dennis is starting to get depressed because his human is not paying attention to him. And that's, you know, that's a dog's Yeah, like, he can tell something's wrong with him. You know, to please their human. And so he's just getting really down. So Shit Turd is going out of his way. And he's, like, always had, like, very little patience for this dog. He thinks he's very stupid. He just chews everything up. He slobbers everywhere. Dennis doesn't talk to him. Like, they don't communicate, really. Yeah, like, he's just it's just a dog that lives in his house. It's no different than your relationship with a dog would be. So he sees him as beneath him. But when this starts to happen, this depression starts to take over Dennis. Shit turd, like, decides it's his duty to try and help him out, make him feel better. So he starts tugging on his tail to kind of play with him. They're running around the yard again. Um, yeah, he's... Sharing Cheetos with him. I should have said shit turd loves Cheetos. It's oh, like yeah. his favorite food. Yeah, absolutely. Who Which, doesn't? I know. I can't blame him. Right? If you don't, I just, we wouldn't be friends. Big Jim had a lazy boy, and I like that. Specifically. Oh, yeah, and he drank PBR. Oh, yeah. Maybe I, that's the most redneck thing about him. <laughs> it was, he was like all he, uh, because uh, ST has one of those, you know, points of view that he only gathered from Big Jim, and he was like, Oh, yeah, all humans spend at least one hour a day just relaxing with a PBR. He's referring to happy hour, but he tells everybody, like, humans dedicate one hour of their day to being happy. (laughs) It's like, okay. Okay. That's funny. Um, Yeah, it is a pretty funny book. Like, when he describes his uh, Big Jim's Tinder dates and stuff, there's, like, one girl individual, Tiffany S., yeah, who, that's, uh, that was his big relationship. Yeah, who, when that ended, he was very depressed. But uh, she apparently overplucked her eyebrows, and at one point, Dennis chewed up her expensive purse, and she finally told Big Jim that he needed to make a choice. It was her and the disgusting bird and the dog. And he said, please don't make me choose. And she did, and he chose his animals, and he told him, crows before hoes, brother. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Perfect. That's a man who knows his ideals. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love some of the writing in this book. Like uh, one of the, ex- I picked out like a few examples of like the first thirty pages. But there's one where it's another dog uh, talking about her, the other dog that lives in her house. That's a uh, a pug, and he's like, "Oh, 
She's like, and then he escaped out of the house, and there he went, the bagpipe of the animal kingdom, just farting his way out the front door. <laughs> it is a very, like, funny, like, entertaining. Book. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in the early parts before things get dark. It is just, it's kind of delightful in its descriptions of things. And then it immediately stops that to become horrifying. Yeah. Thanks for it the It gets spoiler. real sad real fast. Okay, yeah. so... At some point, Spoilers. they decide Spoilers. they've got to do something. Like, they need to figure out what their next move is. And I, and maybe you remember, Zach, exactly why, but um, Shit Turd decides he needs to get Big Jim's phone. Oh, well, before this, he goes to get uh, medicine. Oh, yes. He, this is when we discover that <laughs> yeah. everything's gone a little bit wrong. Because he decides he's going to fix Big Jim. So he flies to the pharmacy, and he's just grabbing yeah, random gets, stuff, one of which is like a vaginal yeah, he like gets yeast every, infection. He cream. doesn't know any difference between him. He only recognizes stuff by commercials because he keeps saying, uh, he's like, we live in a, like a prost, uh, like when they're talking about depression, he's like, we live in a prost, like Zinfandel world. I don't know about depression medification. But he's like, yeah, we live in a, we live in a pro side uh, world now. There's no more help with depression. You're gonna have to figure it out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he grabbed him some uh, Prilosec, some eye cream, just random shit. But while he's doing this in the pharmacy, he sees all these other mofo's, and their necks are all bent, their eyes are bright red, and they're just they're not talking, they're not behaving normally. Everything is trashed. There's like shit all There's over the floor. There's a corpse of a There's moose in the middle of the street. Broken glass everywhere. And when he flies mm. in, he's picking up the medication, and these mofos notice him and just start chasing him like they're going to kill him. So he's like, holy shit, something is very wrong here. Hopefully, this medicine I got will fix Big Jim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is when he zombies. sees uh, yes. exactly one of his neighbors and their little <sighs> terrier. And he's like, oh, cool, my friend. And then he says something, like, he, because he can, like, make human noise. Like, he can make human speech when he wants to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talks, and, like, all of a sudden, the his neighbor's head spins back full 80, covered in blood. And he can see that she's been eating her own dog. Trisket. Yeah, Trisket. Trisket was the dog. And he's like, oh, her neck just turned fully directly backwards. And then he goes to fly and watches it keeps following him and says his head spins a full 360. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Seems a little more than zombie. It's a little demonic. It it, it does get a little bit more than zombie at some points. Yeah, Hmm. so we can assume this is what has Big Jim. (laughs) We can assume. But it seems like, you know, he's in the house, but he's just staring at the wall running his finger back and forth. He's not really doing anything at all until he goes to get Big Jim's iPhone. And he turns it on or just touches the screen. I can't remember exactly, but for whatever reason, it lights up and Big Jim is like ultra focused on Yeah, he goes from uh, rubbing his fingers on the wall to snaps and starts trying to catch and basically kill ST and Dennis. So this is when they're like, we gotta go. And he dropped the phone in the process of being chased by Big Jim, and he's like, ah, bummer. We did want that phone, but here we are. Here so we now are. we're out on our own. Um, he puts a leash on uh, Dennis and just, just hold, like rides on Dennis's back holding the leash while they wander out into the world. 
And his initial goal is to find a mofo that has not been turned into a zombie, essentially. But mm-hmm. He also wants to uh, meet with uh, the one who knows Oneida. Because he wants to know where the humans are or what happened to the humans and if there's a cure for it. Yeah, and around this time we start hearing about like other like animals in the neighborhood or around the world. Like there's a polar bear who's looking for its missing kid. Up in Antarctica, there is a dog uh, whose name already eludes me. Uh, a poodle, oh, basically, who's in poodle. its house, like just giving Winnie. up on life. Yeah, Winnie. Uh, and then there the is cat. my favorite Genghis. Yeah, one of my favorite characters, Genghis Cat, who's a full ass lunatic. He, it's it's Cat. He gen- like it's written as if he genuinely believes he's the king of the world. And one of my kind of is like he's sitting there and he's complaining <laughs> about his humans and he's like. I tried bringing him food. He's like, I brought him, you know, cats. He's like, I brought him rats, squirrels. I caught something new out there. Apparently a Humboldt penguin brought that back for him. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going there, and I found, I had a line that I love, and he's like, admittedly, I'm impressed. I respect the negligible number of shits currently being given by them. Case in point, one of my mediocre servants left her arm in the living room, which I believe speaks to their general ineptitude. (laughs) <laughs> it is entertaining how they view, like, their humans. Oh, yeah. He's like, they don't even have, have the decency to leave the silver lap, uh, uh, the lap warming devices open for me. <laughs> it's like, which they obviously know is the best place to lay. Obviously. And then he's like, all right, well, they tried to kill me, and that's obviously a line they shouldn't have crossed. They're going to suffer without me, and he goes out into the world and then proceeds to have sex with as many cats as he can find and steal every sock in the city. All right. Well, you know what? He is king of the world. Mallory was right. <laughs> he, I mean, it is mine. He I, is. Like, he is later described as defeating a bear, a wolf, and a tiger. Huh. He doesn't, like, kill them, but he successfully drives off three predators that are, like... 10 to 20 times larger than him. And he is a cat. Yeah. Genghis. Zoo animals get out or something? Yes. Somebody let out all the zoo animals. We'll get to that. Um, Which does cause quite a bit of a problem. But, I mean, they deserve to be free. Yeah, obviously. So, um, I will mention uh, the animals refer... Well, the animals, aside from shit turd, referred to humans as the hollows or hollow because they think that they're just... They're not in touch with nature at all. They only care about themselves. They're just hollow beings. So mm-hmm. I think that's the name Hollow Kingdom comes from. So anyways, uh, they do sometimes refer to them as that and not mofos. Right. <laughs> and this is the last little note I had written aside to just kind of talk about the fun nature of the writing. Uh, Big Jim listened to a commercial on repeat one day while downing Malibu and Coke before he drunk dialed his best friend's wife, shit his pants, and passed out in the lawn. I recall that day we made two trips to Walgreens for Pepto Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the only the first reference he made to Big Jim shitting his pants. Like towards the end of the book, he mentions that, like he would have to watch out for Big Jim shitting his pants when he ate too much sriracha or something. <laughs> and I was like, how old is Big Jim meant to be? Like, who is shitting their pants this often? Big I, Jim. I think Big Jim is just a wildly irresponsible drug. Okay, I was like. Personally, I got the impression Big Jim was 30 or 40. have never shit my pants, even when drunk. <laughs> I yeah, know that no, that does no, happen like to I've, some people, but who makes that happen? I've had a shark that was unpleasant, but never like a, 
Never like fully just unloaded. Is a shark ever not unpleasant? That's a fair point. <laughs> I can't say that I'm personally. I've never. You know, I bet someone out there has had here. a good one, but I don't. I, I mean, don't, I've never had one. Depending if it's just like a, oh, oh, that wasn't that wasn't great, but eh, I could keep I've keep on. I could keep on. going. Well, I've never had any problem with like, my pants. I'm not near a bathroom to check that out right now, but I, I'm not super concerned. Apparently you know? until I was six, according to Asa. Uh. <laughs> he would know. Asa would know after six. I was Meeting you at, what, age 18? <laughs> uh, younger this than that. I, but I was told. That's what I was told, Caleb. I don't know that. Uh, I don't, know I don't think I know that. Thank goodness I no. I'm just Mallory never met me when I was six. It wasn't Mallory that told me. Oh. You fucking wish. You fucking yeah, wish. so I wouldn't have been able to show you uh, shows like Never Ending Story and E. T. to scare the life out of you when you were still just a toddler. Apparently, yeah. Uh, he also <laughs> wouldn't have saved my life one night. When did I save your life? I don't think you actually saved my life. Apparently, I was having an asthma attack at one time. Oh, that was at like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. See, you're welcome, bitch. Uh, Jesus. Story. <laughs> so yeah, ST is uh, he's going out into the world and he's running into some interesting characters as he's finally like connecting to Aura. Like he starts running into the college crows as he refers to them, where he meets uh, their leader Cry, and then he's got a bunch of like followers, but and they're like trying to talk to him about how he's friends with this dog, and he's immediately hostile to any other, like, crows or birds, because well, his whole life... They refer to him as a crow, and he takes offense to Well, that. yeah, but they also call him a hybrid, and he's always taken offense because they've always treated him, like, less because he was raised by a human and doesn't isn't a part of a murder. Hmm. A murder of crows, to be clear. they uh, yeah. He refers to any, like, family unit or, uh, like, pack, anything like that. Because he's a crow, he always refers to it as a murder. He and Dennis are a murder of their own. Yes. <laughs> yes. At this point. <laughs> At one point, he... I love that they describe it as the code of murder. Like, and it has nothing to do with killing things, but it's such a cool title And when they talk about, like, you know, like, taking care of your family stuff. I'm like, that's the code of murder. It's the code of murder, baby. <laughs> it does sound pretty cool. But throughout the first part of the book... He comes across these crows here and there, and it's always fairly tense. And Cry, the lead crow, is always trying to say, like, hey, you know, how do you get this dog to listen to you? And he's like, there's an agenda. They've always got an agenda when they ask you these questions. Like, these motherfuckers, like, you get the fuck out of here. Like, taught him. (laughs) So he just never wants to tell them too much. He doesn't want to be a part of this group. He wants to be left alone, go do his own thing. So as they're making their way through town, they're they're looking for Oneida or what is it? The one who knows. Uh, the one who knows. Yeah. So it, he doesn't know who this creature is. He's just hearing about them through Aura. So they're making their way through town, and they come across first uh, Mother Bear, who has cubs and is angry. I think I can't remember exactly where she's staying, but it's uh, the building. library. Okay, so she comes out of the building. Dennis is immediately like on edge, barking. Gets into a bit of a tussle with her. She, yeah, like, uh, scratches his side. So yeah, he does say, Like, he fully, like, slaps him. Yeah. Like, they, ST and Dennis get into a fight with a bear. And then, uh, is it the crows Grizzly. at that point that come in? Like, uh, help? Yes, they the start crows, throwing rocks uh, and stuff at the bear for them? Yeah, the crows routinely show up to help them out of binds. Yes, yeah, so they show up, they get rid of this bear for them. 
the crows were like, come and apply some salve to Dennis's wound. And he and Dennis continue on their way. Yeah, it so, turns out, like the movie The Birds, 800 crows will ruin almost anyone's day. I will Absolutely. never, even before I read this book, I've always been very careful with crows because I know that they remember and that well, yeah, they I mean, will like, come after you. And there's no reason to be mean to birds. They're vengeful creatures. They are. That comes up a lot in this book, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I mean, there's no reason to be mean to animals. No, no never. So they're continuing on through Seattle. They head down to the Seattle Aquarium to find Oneida, who turns out to be a great Pacific octopus. Nice callback oh. to remarkably yeah. bright creatures. Nice. Mm. Only and this one's way bigger than Terry, or than Marcellus. Yeah, that's what it kind of sounded like. He said it's as big short. as, like, a meat locker. Like, the, the sideways fridges. Oh, yeah. That, like, you keep in a basement. He described it as the size of Big Jim's meat locker. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, pretty big. a big bitch. And, anyway, she pretty much tells him, you know, like, this is a disease among the humans that we don't know the cause of. We don't they, know if there's any cure for the, it. Yeah, basically, the humans failed to evolve when nature demanded it. Everything evolves, but humans have not. Oh, yeah, like n- they basically did, they didn't hear the call of nature when it came, and now something's happened to them. The earth has been struggling for mm-hmm. a while, so that it may was be, time. That maybe yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, that maybe I'll do There's yeah. a fair bit of environmentalism uh, in this book, but I mean it's also told from the point of view of animals, and it doesn't beat you over the head with it too hard. Yeah, it's never too much. I didn't think. I feel like it could have definitely gone way harder. In oh yeah, yeah, like, it, it, it could have been way worse because like. Uh, for as much as, like, the other animals, like, harp on humans about their behaviors, Esty is always there to defend them. Yes, yes. So he learns this because he's just looking for a cure because his hope, of all hopes, is to cure Big Jim and go back to life as it was or at least find other mofos that are yeah, okay. Yeah, like, and save, because he loves human society and the fact that Oneida's like, it's going to die. Like, all traces of humanity is going to go away. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's... Heartbroken a little yeah. bit by this. And then this. Oneida's like, there is one way you can save the legacy of humanity. He's like, there are other, or sorry, she's like, there are others like you out there, the domesticated, who have, without their humans, are basically going to die if left on their own. And you are apparently smart enough and capable enough to make it through the city. So, you know, if you want to save the legacy of humans, you have to save the things that they loved. So, his new journey is to go and free the domesticated animals as much as he can. And so, they're kind of cruising through the city. At one point, and I can't, this might have been before they met Oneida, but I'll mention it. They do end up at King Street Station, and they find a gorilla who's, like, dying and dies in front of him. But he's like, what the hell is here that killed a gorilla? Yeah. And he's like, it's just so sad, like, looking at their faces. Yeah, he sits with it at the end. Yeah. Just, even that, it's like, I'm just like, Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely, like, once you wander into the zombie apocalypse part, you're going to hear a lot of of dead animals. Yes, and then as they're leaving the Seattle Aquarium, they're kind of just wandering down the street, looking for a place to stay. They spend the night, they wake up, and there's a pack of dogs. It's like, hey, that's our shitty little flea-infested blanket or... Whatever, and shit turns like, 
okay. And Dennis... Like, guys, it's clearly not worth fighting over. Yes, but they don't care. There's, like, a pack of, I don't know, four or five of them. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he's, he counts. He's like, there's a pack of eight of them. And then he's like, I can't count above eight. There might have been more than that. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, that might be 10 or 13. I actually don't know what how much more that is than eight, though. But there's more than three, let's just say. So it's a pack. So, anyways, Dennis is about to get into a little, like... I feel like... Scurry with this group. Shit Turd is, like, trying to distract them, trying to throw shit at them. Dennis takes off running. Shit Turd takes off after him because, at this point, Shit Turd is very attached to Dennis. He hates even leaving him by himself to go fly up ahead to, like, kind of check out the area. And as they're running... Something distracts these other dogs, which was probably one of the first parts where I was like, my uh-huh, fucking word. Yeah. And there's this scared, like, female dog yeah, with, like, a, a pink collar. She's, like, hiding behind a van, and she's in heat. Yeah. And so the okay. uh, this group of male dogs is instantly distracted by her. She takes off running, and she turns like, she runs off into, like, a warehouse or something. He's like, I know what's going to happen to her, but what can I do? What? Right? And I'm like, he is a crow. It would be one thing if it was like, so many times I was like, what do you mean there's nothing you can do? And I'm like, wait, it's a crow. It's a crow. It's like, he can't fight one dog, (laughs) let alone eight or 13. Uh, If you can only count to eight, couldn't you just count to eight and then... I guess you can I've actually thought about the math is theoretically the most you'd be able to get to is eight numbers of eight. Like I could count to I counted eight eight times, which would get you to sixty-four, but you couldn't go past that. But really. I guess you also wouldn't know that that is sixty-four. You wouldn't know it's sixty-four. You'd have to say eight of eight. Yeah. Which would be the I think the limit he could really reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh unless he was really patient. But yeah, he the dogs go off and I'm like, that's that's pretty dark. But, yeah, and then he comments that uh, he, he, this is one of the few times he, uh, or not few times, he advocates, he's like, yeah, I'm really glad we got uh, Dennis Theater. He's like, he'd never betray me just to go chase after some girl. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and they do mention how, like, at first when, like, the vet had told Big Jim that he needed to be neutered, he was like, fuck you, I'm not going to take away his manhood. And then a few weeks later, after, like, yeah, the comes back and, like, rain slickers so and, like, you know, like, everything to keep uh, Dennis from humping his leg. He was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> he wavoed his rancheras. Wavoed the rancheras. Oh, and then they, uh, so they're heading north, or I think. They're like, heading north, and this whole time the trees are kind of, like, Pointing the other direction. Like, in their tree language, they're saying, do not go that way. But they're like, we have to go this way. Like, this is where we're supposed to be going. So, they continue heading that way, knowing they're probably heading yeah. into they, danger. Uh, they learn on Aura about uh, the one who opens doors. Uh, and they're like, oh, we gotta we gotta find this guy. Because he's like, I could try and save these domesticated animals. He's like, but I can't actually you know, open in. doors. I'm a crow. Uh and so they're trying to find the one who opens doors, who is a redhead who walks upright and has thumbs. And he's like, there is a living mofo out here. I've got to find him. 
So we're they're on this journey and they end up in the area of the um, the zoo in Seattle and but uh, Dennis runs up to this house and he's like there's something in here indicates to shit turd that there's something in the house so oh. he goes up to the window and looks in and there's this little is it a pomeranian yes the pomeranian yeah. named cinnamon. And it's in there, and you can just tell, like, she's been pooping all over the place. Yeah, she managed she's... to get in the food. Luckily, there wasn't any mofos at home when the turn happened. So nothing was eating her, but she's stuck in this house by herself, and the depression is starting to get her, and she is going to run out yeah, of food they call eventually. it the black tide yes. is when the depression starts to overtake And they just you. let Man. themselves kind of go. Man. So they, the, the windows water. are shut. Hey. He can't get in the door, so he's like, we're going to come back for you. So poor little Cinnamon is just hunkered down in this house. He oh, goes and, into and the... she uh, she says something to him. I don't remember what it is she says, but I re- it reminded me that when he meets the other dogs, when they're like, "Hey, give us our blanket," and he's like, "Wait a minute, this motherfucker can talk." And looks down at Dennis. He's like, "I got stuck with the only dog in existence that can only communicate through body language. What the fuck?" Dennis is a sweetheart. He doesn't need to use words. Dennis, Dennis is the only animal in this entire book that cannot talk. Dennis is just mute. He doesn't want to it's talk. It's just, it's a thing that happens. Dennis can, is too good for words. Yeah, Dennis is too pure for this world. He really is. So, he decides he's going into the zoo to look for this red-haired mofo who can open and this doors. Is, this is nothing but a bad time. Yeah. So, he goes into the zoo. He leaves Dennis out front, doesn't want to take him in there. He sees a Komodo dragon walking by. Uh, absolutely, he's like, this motherfucker knows that he is a god. He's just a big old fucking dinosaur walking through town. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sees a flamingo getting attacked by a leopard that is then attacked by three lions. Oh, my Jesus. God. What and then he gets bullied show. by some crows and almost gets eaten by the tigers. But then, then the crows also, save him from a viper. Yes, so it's very just huh? like... All over the place. And he's like, this is, I'm going to lose my fucking mind in here. And he goes into one part of the zoo and he's like, oh, he was like, there's humans like standing kind of He upright. sees a redhead walking towards the last unopened enclosure with the bears. And he's like, oh my God, that's him. And then he walks up to it and just starts banging his head on the glass over and over until it starts to crack. And he's like, holy shit, I got to get out of here. And it dawns on him, he's like. The reflections of the light in the glass, it looks like phones. And I guess I we didn't mention this before, but as they were walking past, like, King Street Station and stuff before, there had been, like, a mountain of mofos crawling on top of each other, like, reaching for something. And he was like, what the fuck are they looking it's at? It's a cell phone And it was a cell phone, a yeah, hanging from a string on this really high stick. So they're all just clamoring And there this. was graffiti that was like, please tell, you know, my husband X name, I love him, but don't use the phone. Yeah, so at this point, I'm like, okay, like, oh, sorry. Is this as loud to everybody else as it is? That's fine. It's in the spirit of the show. Yeah, we crack our... We deliberately try to save beer cracks for on air. I feel like it's not normally that loud, but here we are. I Um, hope that that didn't sound like anything else to anybody. It was wine. I took the microphone into the bathroom. Just be... It's fine. Think of it what you will. So, we, you know, you assume something weird is going on with the phones. I don't know, but... Yeah, it's to me this was not the point because there's animals dying left and right. It is part of the plot though that essentially uh, it the, does. Yeah, they, uh, as it converse to the aura or the echo, which is the underwater version of the animal communication 
or even the web, which is underground, like trees and gophers and worms and all that. All right. The humans had the internet, and apparently something's gone wrong with it, because anything attached to that is what's driving them insane. Hmm. So he, shit turd is like, all right, these humans are going crazy. The one I'm looking for is not here. He's booking it out of there, runs right into a, some classic, glass. Classic bird. Yeah, he was blunder. like, how the fuck did I, like, commit classic bird crime, like, running into a glass window when there's hardly any glass He's like, 90% in of the windows in Seattle have been broken. How the fuck did this happen? But he falls to the, like, ground. He passes out. He's injured. He wakes up with Dennis, like, kind of slobbering him awake. Dennis, you know, wakes him up, gets him to safety. They go back. To, they, like, hang out for a night, sleep. And then they wake up and... He decides, you know, like, we've got to get a little cinnamon out of here. He's like, yeah, I can't leave her in there. And so now he knows, like, there's something about the phones or these shiny things that they're really attracted to. So they kind of go pillaging through these apartment buildings. They go and find, like, an apartment where some woman lived. It. Oh, yeah, someone <laughs> was... had managed to defeat, actually, one of the zombies trying to kill her and drowned it in the tub. Yeah, and, like, thrown, like, a bunch of electronics into the bathtub with her or with the thing and it was wrapped around the neck there's like a hair dryer and something else in the shower full yeah, of she went hard yeah <laughs> anyways so they find a cell phone so shit turd carries that back and he they find like two mofos one woman mofo dressed like a biker and the other one dressed as a unicorn yeah so he's like it's like the equivalent of like it's the, the village, village people. people sick mofos yeah so <laughs> they get them to they turn on the phone and like they hear like the ding or they see the light and it attracts them and then Dennis takes off running and he takes off flying or he's on Dennis, yeah, I can't they, remember. They throw it in front of the window so the mofos will punch through the window. Right, so yeah. they use him as a way to get in. So as soon as they bust through the window, Cinnamon jumps out and they're gone. So they're this is essentially how he's planning on going going about it until they can yeah. find the one who op- if there is one who opens doors because he's doubting. Again, he thinks that's the the one who opens doors in his head is the mofos keep seeing glass and smashing it open. That's what he thinks it is. Mm-hmm. Which is where he comes up with the idea to smash the windows with mofos. So they find Jeez. another house that has two dogs in it. They do the same thing. The dogs get out. They just take off running. They don't stop to hang out. They're going through the neighborhoods. They keep walking. This is when we get like really to know Cinnamon a fair bit. She find, she absolutely like gets the thrill of saving them. Like. This and she is can such a tell nice she's, like, very scared. She's just, like, very traumatized from having been probably isolated Locked for, up for so Locked up for weeks long. alone. Yeah. Yeah, all right. But she's starting to play a little bit with Dennis, and they. he's like, well, this is our, our own little murder we got going on here. Um, and then they find another house, another townhouse. Yeah, they, they free a sparrow. Oh, yes, they free a sparrow. The window was already partially cracked, so they crack it the rest of the way. The sparrow gets out and is like, thank you so much. And You should look next door, though. Yeah, so it flies off. This one looks like a drug den, which it was. Some yeah, guy. And there's, All right. There's some weird symbolism <laughs> no that is not answered in this book. There's apparently a sequel. But there's keeps oh, being okay. icons of a crow with an eight-pointed star, star in its mouth. Well, I was like, is that like the Satan? I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, Eight Point and Star has, like, a reference in, like, some fiction, but I don't know if it has any real-world analogy. Oh, huh. Uh. I don't know either. Anyway, so he finds his house with that, um, picture, and then there's, like, probably the mofo that lived there. 
hanging from yeah, the stairs themselves. and has like a needle sticking out of his arm. Huh, nice. like it was very clearly the home of a drug addict. Yep. But there's a mother husky who's just had a litter of puppies in there as well. You can see that they're starving. Yes. And very sad. And uh, he's like, I got to get them out of there. And they're getting ready to do it. And all of a sudden, Cinnamon's like, something's coming. And he turns and looks and sees, he calls it like an African, uh, like, oh, well, that's right. plane it's dog. A, it's I think a it's dog. a hyena. Oh, it could it, be. Because it's like a painted Herman's. African dog. And I thought that, in my head, that was a hyena. But I could be, I don't they know. They have just wild dogs. I guess it could be also. like a jackal yeah. or something. Yeah. Anyway, something yeah. not great, and it has rabies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really, because there's been, they keep getting warnings about something called the one who spits. That sounds like a hyena. It's, yeah, it's the frothing from mm-hmm. the rabies. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this part, this was part two that devastated me. Worse than this the dog part. getting raped was uh, yeah. it's like very locked on cinnamon, and the and shit turd is like I gotta figure this out. What do He's I like? Do? I'm gonna get out there. Also, uh, wait, I guess Mallory, we skipped this. Uh, when shitbird or shit turd rammed into the window, he broke his wing. He can't fly anymore. Okay. Oh my god. So now he's permanently stuck to having to ride Dennis to do anything. Like but he can jump still, like like any bird can, but like he's he can, he's got a surprisingly like four foot vertical. But Yeah, so he's like, We gotta do something, what are we gonna do? What's the plan here? And Cinnamon kind of looks at him like, I've got a plan. And then like Dennis takes... bites onto shit turd so he can't move. And it was awful. Cinnamon takes off running. The fucking dog catches her, gets her by the head, snaps her neck. She's dead. And then the fucking dog with rabies dies. Yeah, like, has a seizure and dies. Hmm. I was like, yeah, oh, man, this part. This was the first part where I was like, uh, eh, fuck me bummer, up yeah. yeah. So the husky. Like, all, all of the animals that have died so far, like, this has been sad, but, like, uh, I liked Cinnamon. I knew Cinnamon. <laughs> So I was like, I would stop reading this book right now if I didn't have to continue. But she saved the mom, mother husky and the pet. No, they're no, still they, in the house. Yeah, they, 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 before they could even try to save them, the one who spits showed up. And this is when uh, Shit Turd also realized, he's like, these motherfuckers on the aura can't figure out how to describe things in plurals. He's like, there's going to be more than one of these things with rabies. They're probably all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Rabies spread like wildfire. He's like, he's like, without the humans, there's no one keeping it in check. So, Cinnamon is gone. Yeah, that's a bummer. Shit Turd is injured. And, yeah, Dennis and Shit Turd just fully, uh, just go, the black tide takes them. And they are fully in depression when Cry and his crows show up again. And they're like, hey, we... We really need to talk to you. Like, you're a crow. Like, you need to come to terms with that and, you know, join us. So they don't get the huskies out? They, they don't have any way to do it. They, yeah, so that was, and that's part, so that's like part B of this depressing episode. So part A is Cinnamon. Yeah, because he's like. Part B is, great, so there's a mother dog and her puppies. Yeah, because he's notably, he's like, Cinnamon died, and he's like, and I failed to save the puppies. He's like, I've never felt more useless. I can't fly. I can't help anyone. It's just too much. And now these crows are coming at him and telling him that he's not a human. He has to be a crow. And so he just straight up gets in a fight with Cry, who 
defeats him, and then he still has to be saved by the other birds when he's about to fall to his death. He's only got one fucking wing. Yeah, so the other the group fight. of the murder of crows from UW Bothell show up. And Cry is like, you're injured. And Shit Turd is like, did you show up just to state the fucking obvious, motherfucker? Like, thanks, bro. And he's just, you know, he's already on the edge and nothing that Cry says really... It doesn't get through. Yeah, he's just He's caught a dude at his lowest. And Mm -hmm. so Cry just fucking attacks him. They get into this fight. No, Shit Turd attacks Cry. Oh, yeah, sorry, I... Yes, that's what I meant. So Shit Turd attacks him. He just fucking loses it, goes after him. They're fighting. Shit Turd starts falling to, you know, he falls out of the tree or wherever the hell they were because he can't fly right now. Yeah, well, they, they, they gra- the uh, birds grapple onto each other while they fight, and then but once yeah, he so lost they're... the grapple, he's just falling. Because Cry had been oh. flying while uh, yeah. Shit Turd latched onto him. So oh, the other crows did help kind of they caught him before he hit his the landing so he didn't die. So then he wakes up. Yeah, he's just laying in a puddle. He kind of realizes, like, why was I such a dick? Oh, yeah, I was just me. about to I was just about to mention that he seems like kind of an idiot. Like, he's, I, he's I, I could pri- see. He's very prideful. He's, he's very prideful, and it kind of comes with, like, the... They're an other to him, and all they've done his whole life is shit on him for being who he is. Yeah, but how many times are they going to save his ass before Well, that's like, what he's coming to the realization of, is that, like, so, maybe they aren't as bad as I thought. So multiple times, though. Okay. Yes, and even Dennis, big he can tell that, yeah, like, definitely. Dennis is like, I wish that we still had those crows around us. <laughs> yeah, and so they, they go after Cry to try and apologize, and that's when they run into uh, the Tigers. Yep, and the tigers had found them because they sensed the weakness in Shit Turd. Yep. And he's like, I should have known it before, like, it even happened that they would sniff me out. Like, they can sniff out weakness for miles. So they're standing there. Dennis is, you know, getting a little excited. And then all of a sudden, it's just like a sky full of black crows again. Yeah, a rain of nuts and bolts and car keys and books. Because the crows are just bombing them. Yep, yep. And yeah. it was, like, all their valuables that they sacrificed to save Dennis and Shit Turd. So, anyway, they Very help nice. him out again, and uh, they show up. There's Cry, and he's kind of has to eat crow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but he apologizes. <laughs> <laughs> and the sparrow that they'd saved was there, and the sparrow had said, like, hey, he... Like, like, they've been helping people. And Shit Turd has actually kind of gotten his own reputation. He has his own name now. He's the one who keeps. Yeah. Because he's going around trying to save all these domesticated and animals. And, I mean, he rightfully, like, even if humans were alive, he'd have a bit of a myth. It's a crow riding a dog all around. Yeah, yeah. some big old bloodhound. Uh, anyway, so Cry is like, hey, like, we need to, like, work together. Like, it's going to be us against... You know, everything else. He's like, bigger yeah, animals. the bears and the wolves are moving into the city. The animals from the zoo have escaped. Uh, and, you know, the mofos are still out there. If you can teach us to break into the houses, like, because you've been doing it, if you can show us how to do that, we can make the human homes our nest. At the same time, we can help you save the domesticated. All right. Good plan. So I think it was this time that um, in a bald eagle oh, yes. enters the, the picture. Probably my f- 
one of my favorite characters. A baddie, because fucking bald eagles are majestic. Yeah, it's as just hell. a full ass uh, bald eagle named uh, Magisi, uh, who is like, "Yep, you can ride on me." Oh, actually, now that I think about it, Magisi never speaks either. She just always is down to. She's just down to clown. She every once in a while says like, "What are you waiting for?" Or what well, it's always implied for? with body oh, language. Okay. She just screams. He, he refers to her. She's an adventure eagle. She doesn't need to talk. Yeah, so he pretty much rides the eagle, and he's always been, uh, again, didn't really care for eagles, but then he's like, now that I'm up close to her, goddamn, they are beautiful. <laughs> this really is a good-looking bird. Which they are. They are. So yeah. uh, they're cruising along, and I might be skipping ahead too much, but I feel like this is... Uh, you're, you're doing right. Kind I... of a longish book. I read it oh, all today, so... I will say, so as they're, like, flying, he's, you know, Oh, he meets back. his old friend. Yes, so Gubari was a... I'm probably going to get uh, this parrot. wrong. Some sort of a parrot. Very smart, could imitate people, you know, talk like a human. And he just assumed that this one was dead as well, like Triscuit. But he was actually like a bird that uh, he and Big Jim would run into Gubaro and Gubari and his owner. Yeah, they at went to the a uh, a bird a gathering. Yeah, there was like an actual, I think, like a gathering, like society for people who raised birds. Sounds fucking cool. Sounds pretty sweet. I know. Yeah, like people just go around with birds on their shoulders. Yeah, so he's like flying next to him in the eagle, and he's like, "Holy shit, dude! Like, what's going on?" And he kind of tells him like what happened, like, his experience with this whole transition, which was his owner's wife started to kind of turn. They took her to the hospital. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden, when she's in the hospital, she fucking snaps, climbs Yeah, she's climbing the walls, walls, like, fully mutates. And her husband was, like, I mean, obviously loved her and was, like, no, like, trying to save her. And one of the other things came over and bit him right in the neck. And the bird was, like, I got to go. I love you guys, but uh, yeah, like, obviously this is my the ship has sailed. <laughs> uh, so he has a little bit more insight into what was going on with the humans before. Yeah, because he described like it had been going for a while, and uh, St. and Dennis had just hidden their yard, like they dodged the worst of it. Yeah, so he says yeah. it's not like AIDS or Zika Quarantine or Ebola. Works. This was man's creation. This came from the internet through the screens. This came from the connectivity. So essentially it came down to like the humans not having any connection with other humans. Yeah, like something fully severed them from like life. Right. And that is what ultimately leads to our demise apparently. Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, I hope that this is right. making you feel connected despite being through the screen. <laughs> I could see it. Uh, well, hey, at least we're all in this room together. Yeah, we're all here together, and we're all, you know, real thrilled to be here. Yeah, you know? only listen to this with your family. <laughs> no, share it with your friends. Don't listen to Kayla. Get all of share your it with family. everyone. Get, Get all out of there. Your family Get connected. Your wife <laughs> or other spouse. Your wife. Your girlfriend, your second girlfriend. Zach stole my joke. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know those where you were going. Surprise, I was just going to say your wife, your kids, your girlfriends, whatever. <laughs> your boyfriend. All right, so <laughs> the eagle flies him to this huge, like, bird gathering where there's, like, all of these different types of birds, and they're kind of Flamingos? talking about... Are they there? Uh, 
I don't know if any flamingos in there. Probably not. They might have got. There wasn't any ostriches present because he did mention like putting his head in the sand, like in honor of the ostriches, because he was nervous about talking. Because they wanted him to tell everybody how he's yeah, like every bird in the basically northwest is there, like for like hundreds of miles they've all showed up. So he explains to them what you have to do and essentially shows them. And this is, he takes them back to the husky compound to show them. He's like, I know where we should go. And he asks them, I need you to get me these supplies. They bring him to him. And even injured, he's still... Yeah, he can still pull the stunt off on his own. But then at this point... The husky is so malnourished and so weak, she walks up to this window with one of her puppies in her mouth, but she's so weak she can't jump down. And he's like, this was for nothing. And then we get the big reveal. We get the one who can open doors. Oh, my God. The bird that can open doors? No. No. It's a big, like, red orangutan. 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 Wanders on in. It's like him and his family. Big red hair. No way. And this is... Yes, I've seen all the animal yeah, planets there ever been. This is when uh, this is when Genghis Cat comes back because at the end of Genghis Cat's chapter, he talks about how uh, this blundering orange had wandered into his church that he'd taken over, and he's like, "This motherfucker, you better not touch any of my stuff." And he goes to threaten him, and he's like, "But he looked weird," so I, I started following him, and he was like. And goddamn, if that wasn't the funnest thing in the world to watch. He's like, I didn't do anything else for the next month. Mm-hmm. He's like, all I've done is follow this orange and his little oranges. And he's like, these are my oranges. I own them now. You belong to me. And he's like, and then a bear tried to go at it. And so I jumped onto his face, clawed its eyes. He's like, and then the tiger came for it. And he's like, no, motherfuckers. This is my bear. Or Sorry, this is my orange. So, and the one who <laughs> nice. opens doors has a wife, has kids. But he walks up, opens the door, and the husky is able to come out. Mm-hmm. So in the end, the husky does live. But for quite a while, you're just under the assumption yeah, that I'll die. Yeah, looked pretty bad for a minute there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, I'm uh, glad I made it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so everywhere the orange goes, there's an army of feral cats following him. Because all of Genghis Cat's children are there as well. And they go in. They release Winnie the poodle from her home. Caleb, I feel like you had Yeah, at this point, they, they fully start... Uh, rescuing a, uh, any named animal at this point that's still alive. Is oh, nice. it is Dubai where the camels are. Ah. And the camel witnesses birds um, rescuing, like letting Breaking out domesticated windows and freeing animals. Animals. Like the animals. So this is, is like Aura and all the web, everything Echo. It's like worldwide now. So right. they're all doing this, yes. The whales carried the signal across the oceans to the other yeah. land animals I uh, cuz seagulls are cons- uh, seagulls are one of the few animals that can talk on both the echo and or Oh yeah, he's like I always seagulls. hated seagulls but they have the like the best of like Yeah, like they're just girls. like a chill vibe like they can sit there like they can talk to the fish, they can talk to the birds. He's like they're our link to the ocean. Ooh, probably the uh is it Ar- Ar- albatross? Albatross? Yes, albatross birds. Yeah, I, I, those any... motherfuckers. Holy cow! Do they put on some miles? They never really mention an albatross. I they just fly. Really... Yeah, they do mention a pelican though at one point. Yeah, because he Which compares humans RVs. in a hot dog eating contest. Well, they're the RV. Is it a pelican or the herons that are the RVs of the sky? Oh, I don't. I'm not sure. Okay, one of them. I, I know that he talks about uh, the pelicans in regards to thinking that Dennis could win a hot dog competition. He's like oh, better okay. than any pelican. Okay. 
So it kind of flashes forward in time a little bit. They've kind of got this, you know, groove going on where they're rescuing the domesticated. The orange is helping them. They've taken Uh, over the bottle. Campus. uh, Yeah, UW And he's like, things are kind of chill. We're just doing our thing, living our life. It's, you know, as calm as can be expected. Where did all the mofos go? They're still there. Yeah, they're still just wandering. But for the most part, they're very focused on... Like reflections or lights yeah, or like, something that looks like an electronic. They, they don't hunt unless it's for like phone noise. Unless you get into okay. like, okay. unless you're really in their fucking. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you start touching them, they'll start acting up. But yeah. All right. So and there's another crow uh, that is putting like some salves and stuff on mofos or on shit turds wing, but he still can't fly. So he pretty much just rides Dennis. And Dennis, I mean, this guy, he's running. All over town. Yeah, they, he's they, like using his bloodhound nose to really sniff stuff out. All they call the time. it the golden nose because he always seems to know where everything is. And all of the birds have really just like taken Dennis in. They're like, they yeah, love Yeah, Dennis him. is the mascot of their whole organization. Yes. And he's like, Dennis is mine. He would kill you for a Cheeto if he had to because <laughs> he doesn't want people to like take his best friend. Yes. And so, anyways, at some point, Dennis like, is pretty much like, my feet are bleeding. I'm not doing this anymore. He, like, just rolls over and is like, I can't keep running through the town. Yeah, we're, we're just going to hang out and guard the ground. Like, we're just going to so, yeah. be like little cowboys patrolling the ranch. He and Shit Turd get perimeter duty. So they're just walking the perimeter, doing their thing. And then they get word that somewhere there has been a call through Aura that's, like, a plead for help. Like, it's Yeah, desperate. and at the same time, the one who conquers is trying to attack their territory. Which we don't know who the one who conquers is yet. I was thinking maybe it was a bear or tiger, but... Yeah, I wasn't sure. I figured it was, like, a bear, but we find out later. Yeah, so... Uh, but they... they go to do a rescue mission instead of going to fight the one who conquers, because both uh, ST and Dennis are like, yeah, we're not heroes. We'll, we'll help people, but, like, I'm not going to go fight a fucking bear. Yeah, ST can't even fly anymore. So they're like, we're going to go look for this, you know, cry for help or whatever. So they're, you know, on their way. Dennis is sniffing it out, riding along, and they just notice, like, it's very quiet. They can always tell when Aura gets really quiet that something is going on. Yeah, like, even the ants are, like, the ants are so scared that they're, like, jumping into the water to get away from things, which is... Death. <laughs> so it's very odd, but they keep going, and Shitturd is like, "We gotta get the fuck out of here," um, and they try to get out of there, and then they end up outside of a Walgreens, I think, and yeah, there's, there's a, a peacock, peacock the sitting roof. up there, and he's like, "Something really bad is here." Essentially, he's like, you guys can't be around there, man. But they stick around, and then Cry and the murder of crows show up. And these creatures, essentially... I would describe them as, like, penis-headed velociraptors. Yeah, it was... What? They are described as, like, bulbous, like, corn-headed, long-legged, talon-feet people, but unmistakably with the face of a mofo. And when they scream, it's a raptor scream. Like, it's a bird language. Like, these people, these zombies, turned into, like, raptors. Hmm. Yeah, because when I was first reading the description, I was like trying to think of an animal that exists. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, was, well, he was like, he's like, they're flesh colored, and I was like, I was like, are they emus? Like, is this an emu war? And then he was like, well, unmistakably with the face of a bofo, and I was like, oh, things have turned. 
So Things have taken a change yes. for the worse. Oh, this is actually one of the coolest zombie environments I've ever seen. So Didn't expect that here. There's this whole murder of crows, and they're, like, going in, like... Trying to drive these things off. Yes, and these things are eating the crows, like, swallowing them whole. And Cry is like, shit turd, help. And shit turd and Dennis just take off running the other way, and shit turd is like, we're not heroes. And then he kind of flies off of Dennis's back. No, no, Dennis, Dennis puts, Dennis him, puts into him in a, a, like a Baskin Robbins cup. Yes, and like leaves him there, and then just takes off running. And Shit Turd is like, "Of course, he's a coward. That's, That's what all I taught I've trained him. him to do." So he's just laying there, and then uh, what is the his friend's name? Not Gertrude. Oh, uh, Gubari. Gubari. Gertrude. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Gubari shows right, up, letter. and Chichard is like, I'm a coward, I'm a failure, and he's like, we don't have time for that now. And then he's, like, getting Chichard out of the cup, and then all of a sudden, Dennis comes fucking powering through with a fucking iPad in his mouth. Yeah, on, uh, makes some noise, and then goes tearing off. So and he wasn't the, just abandoning him. He was nope. not. Ah, fucking Dennis. So he turned, keeps doing the tricks that Dennis, or that Dennis Estes been teaching Dennis gets, like, him. the eye of these creatures. They see what he has in his mouth, and they start chasing Dennis. And so shit, or Shitter jumps on the back of Gubari, or uh, no, he jumps eagle. on the back of Magisi. Yes, the and eagle. they're flying over, and he's like, "Oh my god, Dennis! Oh my god, you're not going to be able he's to." He's like, keep "You're, up you're for not." Long. A, he's like, "You're not a greyhound. You can't do this forever. You're, you're not an endurance runner." Well, then he gets to a lake, like a body I of water. I thought he got to the sound. I think I thought it said a lake, but either way, a body of water. He gets in and he starts swimming, and those things just follow him right in, but they can't swim. Yeah, he just keeps swimming all the way out. All the birds are like, come back, come back. And he's like, finally talks, because he always talks to Dennis in a human voice. He's like, good boy, come back. He talks to him like in Big Jim's voice, and he's like, come back, boy. So yeah. he turns around and comes back, and he's like a hero. Everybody oh, yeah. is like, oh, my God, like all the birds are scratching his belly and his back. And oh, yeah, this is one of my other favorite parts. He's like, I turn around, and he's like, it's my worst nightmare. There's a whole group of fucking humble penguins. He's like, <laughs> and as I'm staring them into their face, he's like, one of them vomits up a bunch of fish in front of me. He's like, it's the most majestic thing I've ever seen. Big Jim was wrong. These guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> so he's like coming to terms he's with like, like not all these animals. They're stuff. fantastically dressed birds. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how Big Jim could hate them. Well, and his like biggest qualm with them was that they were flightless birds. And what's the point of that? And he's like being a flightless bird myself. But he keeps now. comparing himself to a <laughs> humble penguin. <laughs> Oh, God. So it's it's kind of sweet, and like then Cry shows up, and Shit Turd is like, "Oh fuck, I've been nervous about this," and he's like, "I'm so sorry, like I'm a coward," and he's like, "No, like you taught Dennis everything he knows." Yeah, that's the only reason we're alive is because yeah. everything you taught Dennis. So everybody's chilling, celebrating, kicking back, having a couple brewskis. And here's the part when I was just like, you know what, this was not. Fucking necessary. A boulder. Both of the main props. Yeah, both of my main saddest parts of the books. I was like, you didn't got to do that to me. No. <laughs> so, Dennis is hanging out on the street. The birds are just kind of fawning out. Everyone's hanging him. out. And then all of a sudden, like, shit turned even says, like, I could tell something caught Dennis's eye. And he could, like. Just he starts barking and tears off. He just takes the fuck off. And shit turned, looks ahead. He tries, he gets her, like, a higher advantage point. And sees he's it, like, he's like, oh, he's no. running straight towards, like, this van it's with a UPS. mofo hanging out of it. But there's all these mofos surrounding it. Well, it's the UPS truck, which is, like, the... It, it's the it's the mailman, the dog's mortal enemy. 
Yeah. And shit, Turd yeah. is just running right towards it, and these mofos just fucking grab Dennis. And Dennis, like, growls a couple of times, and then they don't hear anything from Dennis. And I was like... You didn't gotta do that. I literally texted Zach, and I was like, fuck this book. She did. I was like, oh, okay, well, I already know what happens. Yeah, that was a I, dick The move. second you said that, I was like, so Dennis doesn't sad. make it. Okay. <laughs> I just don't get, like, on such a high note, you're yeah. going to take it there. On one hand, I get the joke of the dog getting taken out by, you know, because of the mailman. But on the other hand, That's like, not funny. That's not the book we're in. No, I, I get I, it. I, know, I get it but, also. Is it a joke? Um, I don't think so. Is it mostly reality? Yes. But, like, it's... It's fucking Mitchell. It's sad. Okay, he'll it, it felt a little unnecessary. It felt just like they wanted to add some drama. And I was like, that's out of nowhere. Like, if he died fighting the Raptors, that would have at least been... Like, and this like, was like he put his life on the line for something, and that's why he died. But no, he died just running after the UPS Yeah, just, yeah I was like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> too yeah, much. Like that. Too much. Um, yeah, that was too much. Yeah, they, uh, they have a giant funeral for him, and every animal that they've saved shows up. Uh, the huskies are there. The, the two dogs that hit there. ran off are there. Even Genghis Cat comes up and pets him. Elephants show up. Oh yeah. And elephants form like a, like a little wall around him, and they do like their little elephant song. Little yeah, elephant their graveyard dance. dance. Yeah. It was very sweet. But yeah, he's like even Genghis Cat goes up and he's like, and if a cat thought you were worth something, there's nothing better to be said about you. <laughs> Yep. It was like, just very little bastards don't like anyone. After that, honestly, I kind of checked out of this book. Yeah, I, w- I, I came around just for the end, but that was definitely, I had to take a break for a second. It was uh, uh, quite you depressing. Wanna, you I, take almost, us out then? Uh, I almost cried a little bit. I did cry. <laughs> I... Wait, you literally, you actually cried, Jack? Yeah. Real tears? And sad things. It's just like very sad. Like if you read like the end of the chapter, it's just like... It's somewhere it's in this huge. part of the world, like... Oh, God. That, yeah, like as in, as know, he's running this, out, he's, like, he's like, at, like I heard him running. He's, like, in the sky ripped in half. He's, like, the like the earth. He keeps describing the world just breaking apart as he watches He's, like, Dennis somewhere out there, a, a tree snapped in two. Yeah, and then, And yeah, then, like, in somewhere else, like... A, a star bird. went out in the universe. Yeah. I, it was just fucking awful. First, I'm almost crying right now. It was. It's yeah, making me so. tear up again. We got to move on. Yeah. Okay. All right. So... You want me to? You want me to do the ending? <laughs> so oh, we finally. It, it's. Dennis, it's a huge, no! huge bummer. And to really just double down on the last of it, Cry comes back and he's like, "I know this sucks. That this can't happen right now." He's like, "But the one who conquers is here." And he's like, "We we have to go." And so. He hops on Magisi and they go to follow the, you know, he goes with Cry and the Crows. And it turns out that the one who conquers, he's like, these motherfuckers still can't get a hang of the plurals. Because the one who conquers is dozens and dozens of, I think it's silver wolves. Yeah. He's like, and all they're the, like the ones four that of them are the wolves from the zoo. Yeah. And he's like, and they just bided their time until there was like 20 or 30 of them. He's like, that's what took down a gorilla was 30 wolves. Also, mm-hmm. I should mention in here, though, there had been a crow, it's weird, a crow slaughter, I don't want to say a crow Oh, order, yes. Uh, where the bones were picked clean, and they were like, what the fuck would have done this? And they think it's the one who conquers, but also the ants were running from something called the weavers. Yes. And while they're, like, fighting these wolves, uh, SD's like, I can't fight a wolf. He's like, 
and literally can't. I don't know how to help. And Gubari comes up and he's like, something else is attacking on the other side of the compound. And so him and Gubari and Magisi go over there and he sees, he's like, does it like all of these trees are just hollowed out and destroyed. There's uh, ants and bugs and birds and squirrels all torn to pieces, laying in webs. And he sees the weavers, which are mofos who are horizontal, like they lay, like something they move. from my worst nightmares. Yeah, they're like four or eight legged, like horizontally moving, like spiders with their heads directly on top. But they're mofo heads. Yeah, they're mofo heads sticking out of the back of like, basically like I imagined like a sort of like hot dog shaped body, but like flatter and grosser with. It didn't describe exactly what the legs were, so I just imagine like arms and hands, yeah, like just moving them along, and they have mandibles, uh, like dripping with like poison, and like this string coming out of them everywhere. And he's like, "Holy fucking shit!" That doesn't sound. He's like, "Okay, guys, I got enough." He's like, "I only have one idea." He's like, "Cause we we can't fight that. It's we're a parrot and eagle and our two crows." And he's like, "Okay." We're going to go get this stuff, and they fly over to where the tigers were. And he's like, he's like, and I've watched enough nature documentaries to know that they're going to go after this thing. And he finds an angry bird stuffed animal, sticks it on a belt, and then they lure it in front of the cats to chase like a toy <laughs> and drag the cats into the path of, or the tigers into the path of the weavers. And it goes into this battle between the tigers and these things, and he's like, there are more weavers than the tigers. He's like, but the tigers have been apex predators for as long as they've existed. And he's like, and the weavers were almost literally born yesterday. Yeah. He's like, talks about them, like, fully, like, ripping the faces off of these weavers. Don't go with the tiger, man. Those things are... No. <laughs> fucking 800 pounds and 10 times as strong as a human. No, I'm good. It's the eye of the tiger. So, <laughs> Gubari tells him, like, oh, God. tells Shit Turd he knew more than he let Sorry. on about this virus that killed the humans because his, his human had been asking questions. And essentially, yes, it's a virus, but humans have become like a cancer. So, whereas, like, a cancer, you know, you have a cancer, you treat it with chemotherapy it kind of evolves or changes to escape the effectiveness of that chemotherapy and it just becomes something else. That's what so the humans when are this, doing now. When nature tried to like kill them by disconnecting them from reality, they tried to evolve back now, out of it. Now they're evolving. Yeah, like they're it's like a last <laughs> but like it's so much worse. Because they're just evolving randomly into this nasty shit. So they defeat these things here, and then do you want to... Dis- did you already describe how the the wolves are... Oh, uh, I did not. I actually don't quite remember exactly how they okay. beat the wolves. So he goes back. There's the wolves. There's, like, dead birds scattered everywhere from these wolves. And then Shit Turd is like, instinct is what has gotten us here. This is what has carried these animals to this point. So he goes to all the domesticated dogs that have been freed, and he's like, I'll forgive the pugs and the French bulldogs. They have respiratory (laughs) issues. Yeah, they have breathing problems. But but... the rest of them (laughs) have... 
they have these carnal instincts, which is to fight, to live. Yeah, and so operate as a pack, and the wolves know better than to go so into a fight they can't win. essentially this huge pack of dogs coming at the wolves, and they just, they are outnumbered, so they run. So he essentially uses, like, all these domesticated dogs. Yeah, like, he uses what and... he's learned from humans to help the animals. Hmm. So uh-huh. they escape the wolves there, and then we kind of flash forward a little bit to where things are... It's They're uh, kind of living symbiotically, I guess, as much as they can. Yeah, like, basically all of the anim- like all of the domesticated animals and the birds have teamed up to kind of make a civilization outside of, like, that's protected from the wolves and the creepy humans. And uh, and then eventually, uh, Cry shows up and he's like, hey, I gotta show you something. Uh, you gotta come with me. And him and uh, his crow lady friend and Magisi all fly off and Gabari, like, fly for, like, a few days into the woods. Unknown where they're going, yeah, like, but it's a long... And they end up at this cabin in the woods, and he's like, oh, my God. In Alaska. God. He's like, I already know what they found. He's like, they're going to bring me a bloodhound puppy. He's like, they're It's another over. Dennis, and he's, like, already planning. He's like, I know it's not going to be just like Dennis, but I'm going to teach him all the same things. It's so cute. Yeah, he's like, I'm so ready for it. And he's, he's sitting there, and he's, like, you know, looking at it. He's like... The owls, there's been, like, snow owls that have been taking care of it and, like, trying to keep it warm and nourish it and stuff, and they kind of part ways. And he's like, oh, my God, look at the, the he's skin like, it's wrinkled folds. little face and it's nubby little paws. And he's like, it was a mofo, baby. And then the end of the book is an epilogue. And he's like, baby. I told you. It was a human baby? Yes. Yep. And he's what? like, he's like, I told you I'd tell you all of this when you were old enough to understand. And it's like, so this whole book has been him telling his kid, D, named after his uncle Den or her uncle Dennis. Her name is D after Uncle Dennis, and it did make me think of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> but yeah, it's this it's basically this girl who's been raised by a crow is who he's telling this story to. Huh. Interesting. And he's like, and somewhere out there in the ocean is Oneida. Oh, but he now does she's say, the wave as well. And I will tell you, um, this story as a bedtime story, along with The Hobbit, because that's a goddamn classic. <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh yeah, he's like, he's like, I was so shocked when I saw the snow puddle, the snow owls. He's like, because I mean, come on, Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh? I like the ending. They kind of yeah. turned yeah, they, it they, around. They turned it around. Well, I'm but... concerned because if you couldn't open a door, how are you taking care of a baby? If the snow owls... Well, they, they have the monkey. They're, they're friends with the monkeys now. But they're in Alaska. I, well, I think... The, they brought like, it back. How are they carrying the baby back? With the fucking the bird that does it. The, yeah, the stork. The stork. Caleb's got There's it. There's enough of them. Okay. ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがと
it's it's nice. I really liked the book. It it's definitely sad, and if you acutely feel the sadness for dogs. You're going to have some rough spots. I just stared at Sophie while I was reading it. And I was like, I hope this never happens to you. You don't even really like Sophie that I much. love Sophie, and she reminds me more of Dennis than <laughs> either of the other two dogs. Yes, I can see that. She yeah. is like Dennis 100%. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that was... Uh, that was Hollow Kingdoms, you two who've been almost entirely silent. Wow, uh, that was something. Yeah, I don't know if they're listening I'm or if they're happening. They look like they are falling asleep, but I think I think it I, I was, did feel like we were very compelling today. Was it our well, shitty story time? No, it's quite warm in here. Um, but I <laughs> enjoyed this story a lot and I just couldn't wait to hear what was coming next. Yeah. And I, I, again, I mean we we've definitely noticed that they're way quieter when the book is good. I will say uh, one thing you probably would have appreciated is they do talk about how the trees talk to each other and how they talk through their root system and stuff. Yeah, and it like, like kind of book. reminded me of a book that we read for other book club. What was that book? Oh, oh, God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on our coffee you, table. You fool. Ace is the one that picked it. <laughs> yeah, I picked it. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, we've seen what happens when Ace chooses books. Something it's a about... uh, nonfiction yeah. book. Tender is the flesh. <laughs> you want to recommend that one to Granny? Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. No, damn it. No. Oh, Anyways, re- I recommend reading this book we can't remember also. Yeah. And this one sounds All really right. great. Endless, um, yeah. Nice work, uh Kira? Is that Kira? Yeah. Kyra? Uh, Kira Jane Buxton. Yeah, Kira that's the Jane Hollow Kingdom, Buxton. everybody. Wow. Yep. Go get your coffee. <laughs> they got a, the hidden you, life of trees. Did you oh, want to yeah. do any of the questions out of the back? They provided them. Oh, is there... I didn't oh, even you know. Didn't, oh, Zach, I don't know the second I could close this fucking book, I did. Oh. Hey, there. Here you go. What are the oh, questions see, my, for? My book doesn't have that anyways. What is this for? Like, I, as much as I hate book club questions... I no. they came with the book and I won't deny Mallory this. I don't know if it's Let's see. Is this necessary? It's not. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Who was your guys' favorite characters? While Mallory looks over the questions. Uh Dennis. Oh, Dennis. yeah, I mean, yeah, Dennis is great. I mean Cinnamon. I, I don't like small dogs. Well, it's not I, that I don't I like, like them. I prefer bigger dogs, but Cinnamon made me like I love small dogs. I I wish that they were occasionally a little better behaved, but I love them. Uh, and, uh, but my, I honestly, like, Megisi or Genghis, Genghis Cat was so fucking funny to read. His personality was all, like, both of his chapters were bangers. Yeah, he was entertaining, I And, say. but, like, as, like, a full, like, character, I think Megisi was probably my favorite, because she was just, like, she would let a crow, her avowed enemy, ride on her back, because, like, yeah, he's our hero. He's helping everyone. And she's flying around, like, into direct combat with a fucking spider monster with a human face. He's like, I'll fucking do this while dragging tigers in. She, he's like, she didn't need to talk. She was an adventure eagle. She was a bad bitch, yeah. I just think Dennis was the most pure... He was great. Just a stand-up guy, you know? He's the real bro. Mm-hmm. Bro dog. Did you have a favorite... Um, I'm going to have to go, I don't know if I had a favorite, but I kind of respected the crow, the crow leader there. Cry? I was actually Cry. Gonna, I was going to say, Cry did surprise me by actually just always being a stand-up, like, guy. One of the discussion yeah, was, questions is, who is your favorite cr- he character was, and why? So. He was always there to just help, uh, help out the other two. They did always show up. 
Yeah. yeah, shit. yeah he, even when he knew that like he wasn't wanted, he showed up to save the day. I forgot yeah. to tell you guys. So in the end, when all of the dogs show up for Dennis, the dog that got raped is there and she's pregnant and she's happy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad so she. Well, that is dark. Glad that she is came to terms with it. Pretty typical dead. for like wild dogs in heat. Like, yeah. They they even uh, SD at one point he's like nature is balanced and he's like what about like assassin bugs? He's like what about orcas who throw seals thirty feet in the air to just watch them fly on the rock? Cruel. He's like nature isn't always balanced. He's like nothing in this world is perfect. You guys don't get a shit on my humans. Fair. Yes. Okay. So, oh, sorry. did you already say your favorite kill? What? Yeah, I like Dennis. Oh, okay, of course. Everybody loves Dennis. You see yeah. your favorite. I mean, Everyone liked him. David Dennis is my favorite. I did really like, I don't want, like, we no one said SD, like, I, we usually don't choose the main characters for obvious reasons, but I liked all of the actual, like, named characters. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't any... There was no, like, animal terrible. villain that had lines. Yeah. And even, like, the, the animal villains were animals. Just animals. It's hard to be mad at a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mofos, I guess. I mean, obviously, the, the fucking raptor ones and the weavers were... Well, the ones that killed Dennis. Yeah, and Those yeah. motherfuckers. And the moment that the zombie screamed, I was like, oh, good, they're screamers. That's always freaky. Like, anyone who's played a video game with zombies in it, when they start screaming, you know you're in for a bad time. And then when its head did the full, like, owl motion, I was like, oh, 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 oh that's a... That's a that, that's a pucker moment. Yeah, it took a real <laughs> fucking turn, huh? No. No, no, no bueno. I haven't, had a, I haven't had a zombie game do that bullshit to me. Oh, my God. Do you have a, any questions you wanted to? Okay. So, Shit Turd and Dennis, you know, they have kind of an odd relationship. They're an unlikely duo. But are there well, any other fine. unlikely symbiotic relationships that exist in this novel? Yeah, or, uh, I think we talked about it already a bit. The eagle and the crow. Oh, uh, and the cat and the orangutan. Yes. Because yeah. the orangutan is really friendly and helps, but, like, it's, like, even Genghis Khan's, like, they flailed their arms to, like, try and fight off the tiger very ineffectively. He's, like, without me, they'd be dead. These are my oranges. And he might be right, yeah. Like, they actually say, even in the battle with the ones who conquer, he's, like, Genghis Cat is in there fighting the entire pack of wolves. Genghis Cat survives the entire thing. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. Genghis Cat fights multiple wolves. Yes, Caleb? I feel like orangutan. I mean, I guess maybe not against a, like a, a bear or tiger, but I feel like orangutans are. They really are, pretty, but like against pretty brutal. I think against an actual like maybe the gorilla could have held its own against a bear or one wolf, but a full pack. No, well, yeah, not a full pack. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying the orangutans. And we know when the tiger showed up, there were three. Well, tigers. the it did say the orangutan was like throwing punches. Yeah, or and like, whatever but there's also it. like a bunch of kid orangutans. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I did enjoy the comment, like how proud Genghis Cat is of himself. He's like, he's like, yeah, my orange like, likes holding my kids. He's like, you can't hold all of them though. Of course that's impossible with the number I've had at this point. Because <laughs> I'm so virile, essentially. He come, every time it comes up, he's like, I've had so many, I've had an uncountable number of children. <laughs> that's a real problem with real cats in the real world. So this one might be a little bit of a thinker. I don't know. <laughs> so Cry initially claims that Shit Turd is caged and clipped, an idea that Shit Turd angrily rejects. However, Shit Turd later loses his ability to fly due to a wing injury. How is this significant to his character and his place in the world? I think, uh, I mean, like, I don't necessarily agree with Cry's view that he's caged and clipped. Like, obviously, 
He just learned a different set of skills than the other. Crows. And he's not clipped. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. But like, I mean, that's he's what they neither call cage nor. I'm clipped. saying that I think it, it also proves Karai's ign- ignorance on how much you can learn from the humans. Like they aren't just bad. Yeah. Like that, it's Esty isn't the only one with a misconception about the other side. Yeah. Uh, but also, like when he loses his wing, like his ability to fly, like it forces him to think even more than he are. Like. He really has to lean on both his, like, crow intelligence and what he's learned. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it, especially when he's learning on a puddle in the ground, really helps him come to terms with, like, who he is and maybe should be. But If you read this book, I feel like anytime there is a stressful situation where there's, like, an attack, like, Shit Turd has the same, like, thoughts where he's like, I'm a failure, I'm a coward, I can't do anything. And then he's like, I have to think, I have to think, what would a human do? And then he's like, I'm a coward, I'm a failure. I have to think, what would a human do? And then he does something. To be Every fair, single time. To be fair, that's a pretty human reaction of, oh, well, I'm just fucking shit. What would someone who is capable at things do? <laughs> but, like, no, I liked it. I was, uh, I had a good time. I've, I've uh, definitely had to, like, take a test in, a, in like, school and just be like, all right, Caleb, now what would a smart person do? <laughs> was it the English test? What did a smart person do? Was it fail? Got C's. <laughs> C's get degrees, you know? Oh, uh, What are we reading next week, Mel? <laughs> I'm not done. Oh. Oh, Jesus, yeah. we're still going? <laughs> Fuck yourself. Okay. I thought we... I we, will. Besides Cheetos, what do you think are the best inventions and characteristics of humanity or of nature? Nothing. I disagree with that. There's so many fun wine. things we have. Besides Cheetos? Wine. Oh, yeah. There's wine, like almost any food, really. I love food. Television is great. Video games are fun. Inter- art, it, there's so many cool things we do that don't suck super hard. What Pist- about of nature? Pistachios. I mean, most of nature is pretty cool. I'm just yeah. not good with it. <laughs> Pistachios. It's not my place. You're All not right. a nature guy. How's I'll that? stop doing this to Zach. I know he doesn't love the questions. All right, neither of these guys answered. Well, we could do it. I after. guess Asa did say wine. <laughs> I said wine. Oh, I said pistachios. Oh. Caleb. Yeah. Oh. It's your favorite. What's what? What redeems humans in your eyes? Truly, uh, I mean, humans made me, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Pizza. Wow. Now, the humans that did that weren't, though. <laughs> You've led to the pinnacle that is Caleb. Yeah, it's Just all downhill from me. Okay. Uh, right. and so and next week, because I can't handle <laughs> any more sadness Oops. or animal death, and if this book has any of that... We haven't done a romance in a while, I'm I agree. I'm going to do a burning book session. Just kidding, I wouldn't do that. Um, but this Jesus! Is, this is called... Before I Do, by Sophie Cousins. Cousins with an E, not an I. Cousins. Uh, you know, give us a quick synopsis? Maybe uh, not the whole let's back. Let's see. Audrey is about to marry Josh, though they're opposites. They have a healthy relationship, and Josh is what Audrey needs. But she feels like her relationship should be unpredictable and full of fireworks. And uh, she's wondering if Josh is the one. Uh, then the apparently some dude that... She met years ago, shows up, and she's wondering if she chose the right guy. So, Um, a little, uh... Sounds familiar. I'm just kidding. Explain. (laughs) (laughs) Explain yourself. Yeah, go through this in great detail. (laughs) Who was your other option, Sally? I I can't wait to hear about this book. Sally. (laughs) Sally. All right, everybody. So, yeah, next week is Before I Do. Uh...
And uh, for anyone out there who wants to read ahead with us, oh yeah, uh, spoilers for Hollow Kingdom. <laughs> I said that. I said that earlier. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I know we do this one a fair bit, but uh, I guess let's make some crow noises, everybody. Oh, okay. Oh, that wasn't a crow, was it? I guess it kind of was. Yeah. Now he just screams. I'm going to do the Z here, boy. Ah, that was Zach, good. get the fuck out of my goddamn brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a good night, everybody. I don't even want for me. Do better. <laughs>